Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. Uh, yeah, back at it again here. Um, interesting conversation we had today with our guest, but a couple of things. Um, yeah, I guess let's let's call that out right now before we forget. So um, I think Amber and I are both very hungry right now, even as we're recording this part of the show. Uh, and we both well, noticed this. Yeah, it's Saturday morning, and I haven't eaten anything except for a small piece of pumpkin pie. I haven't had anything I haven't yet. had any, and then, and then like... Five cups of coffee. And so we had our guest on, uh, Jim Budd, yeah. who, by the way, he came on because he's a listener and he's had experiences yeah, and just yeah. wants, he wanted to talk about it with someone. Because so often people don't get a chance to talk about these things with people because they, your family might think you're weird. Your coworkers might be like, dude, that guy's got to move on from here. You know, we're going to tell the boss, <laughs> get him fired. He thinks he's possessed. Yeah. You know, just a, a myriad amount of you things. You don't want that, on, that stigma. Yeah. And I, I know with myself recently, I've been so interested in UFOs that that's a subject. If you bring up to people, like they're cool about ghosts. Like, oh, you've seen a ghost. Have you ever been to a haunted house? And then you're like, no, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. you want to talk about UFOs? I've seen something in the sky. And then they're like, uh. yeah. <laughs> like it gets even weirder. Yeah, it gets even weirder. I've just, but anyway, so while we're talking to Jim Budd about his experiences living in, he, he buys a house and yeah. just things start to happen. Yeah. And he's just kind of going through his timeline and the things he did to sort of counteract this activity and how he learned to deal with it. But... I don't even know if you'll pick it up. We heard him in the we heard it in the mics, and that's what so that's what you, scared me. If uh, you are listening to Jim talk about his experiences within the paranormal, and you hear a demonic growl, yeah, and you start wondering, is are these Jim's attachments? Am I, is this something real? Oh my God, is something coming through the podcast? Yeah, no. It's it is my stomachs. possessed stomach. No, it's mine too. I was getting it also. I wasn't I, hearing you. I actually felt but... I was my stomach was vibrating. <laughs> I was growling so hard. I mean, it's eating itself right growling now. Growling hard. Yeah. So we just want people to know that, like, and that's what we said. The gym. They're like, we'll yeah. let everybody know that there wasn't any. Not EVP. It's, it's for, yeah. It's, it's, not it's a just demon. our guts because we, we have to go eat now. We're both <laughs> very hungry. To consume protein. Uh, another thing I want to I want to call out here. We just got this news this morning. I was working out in the garage, and you and you came out and let me know about this. Frankie Benali. I don't know if a, lot, if a lot of you guys know this person, but I do. And he was the drummer of Quiet Riot, which was one of my just still to this day one of my favorite couple of my favorite records. Or Quiet I think Riot. He records. was also in Wasp. I don't, was he in Wasp? Yeah, I think so. I got to look this up now. Where is he at? Wikipedia. I'm on Wikipedia I'm, right now. See, I think that's what my Google. Oh no, he was in a well. He was in, yeah. He was in Wasp. Like Google. He was in Heavy Bones. He was in Black uh, Black Thorn. Yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. But yeah, so if you're my, an old metal thing, person, metal yeah, music. Quiet Riot was my thing. Frankie Benali kept Quiet Riot going all these years. And this happened. He's been sick with pancreatic cancer for a very long time. Um, and I've been I follow his Instagram and stuff like that. And you know he's been doing pictures from the hospital. Him there, unfortunately, in the highest of spirits he can be. But you know, in a hospital being well, treated, that's the worst cancer, pancreatic. Yeah, is just not, being treated for that. So, not a good one. unfortunately, he passed away uh, on the twentieth, which was uh, just a couple of days ago. We got the news today, and so yeah, rest in peace, Frankie Benali. Thank you for the great music. Uh, real bummer. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't, if you have them, listen to your Quiet Riot records this week and come on, you know, feel the noise. That was a Slade song, but yeah. oh, well, that's what they're known for. That was for, their though. cover song. Yeah. 
well, come on, Metal Health, that record's a crusher. Condition Critical is a crusher. Bang Those, your yeah, head. Yeah, that stuff, that, that, that stuff is flawless. <laughs> great, great stuff. So break out your Quiet Riot records and, uh, and worship this week. Uh, you know, a little respect for Frankie. Uh, but yeah, with this conversation we had with Jim was fantastic. And it just like, that's why I love doing this show like this because, you know, we like talking to authors. I like talking to all kinds of people, but I just like talking to people well, you that don't, have experiences, you know? You don't have to have written 10 books no. or have appeared on TV shows or produced your own film no no we want and that's not that's not what they're obviously what this show is about we want to just talk to people about stuff and and everybody out there has these experiences it's part of the human condition yeah the paranormal exists it's there we all we all have weird things that we can't explain yeah and so and sometimes like i said earlier you just need to talk about it and get it out there and share it with others so other people know that they're not completely in the dark yeah and always feeling stupid. I, I've probably said this before on the show, but a lot of my emails over the years, when people uh, wrote me, you know, about a haunted house or something like that, yeah. the email starts, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Or when I've done lectures and stuff, people come up to me after, you know, sheepishly after, kind of waiting for everybody to scatter out of the, the room and go, I got a story, but I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and because you, you know, you know when you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You know? Like, if you're if you're that kind of, if you're somebody out there that's going to listen to this show and you're having you, you feel the same way, put it this way: you're not crazy because you're thinking about it. You're crazy when you don't really care about it or don't know it. That's the crazy ones. Or Those don't, are the ones I'm scared. You know, and like Jim mentions that he educated himself on this, and, and that's yeah. one of the most important things anybody can do if they're experiencing something anomalous like this is start to learn from others. And Jim got involved. Well, he started listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, there was something really cool that Jim mentioned that I just want to say real quick that he was saying he was podcast stalking Joni, Joni, um, man. Yeah. Joni. Yeah. Joni Mayan. Yeah. Man. I think man, man. Oh, I'm so horrible. We are the slaughterers of last names. names. So anyway, but he, he mentioned that Joni could go on multiple podcasts and he would learn new things about what she would say because every interviewer asks different questions. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with that. There's a lot of people I podcast stalk. Um, and they always say something different on every podcast. Joni's and... Joni's one of my favorite people right now. Um, we've had her on the show previously. Yeah. Uh, because of Jim, who are her. You're, we're yeah, about to talk yeah, to yeah. Here. He suggested. He, he suggested that. Yeah. And Joni, not only is she super cool and super interesting to talk to, and check out our show with her if you haven't. She also, that was when I was still on Facebook. Uh, I'm not there anymore. And I, this is one of the only reasons I miss Facebook is because Joni started this thing up on her back porch called the Critter Cafe. Oh, that was Joni. Yeah, okay. It's Joni. And she has, she puts, she's got her, her, her night vision cameras that sit out there and she has like all these videos of these, she puts food out and all these cool animals from all over the place come out there and chow down and hang out. And it's, it's a Critter Cafe and something I want to bring her on and talk about because <laughs> I just want to talk about it on this show because I'm in love with the idea of that. Uh, and it's it's wonderful she does that too. But so, all right, we're all over the place here. We're both really eat. hungry. We got to eat. eat. We're dying here. Enjoy our conversation with Mr. Jim Budd.
I love getting email from people for this show. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I guess I like email, sort of. I know you like email. I think we all like email. Oh, Jesus Christ. What, Anyways, what, what, where are you going with this? Well, no, I like getting email from people on the show. I like getting email from people. You like show. getting we, some fan mail. I, I don't like, call it fan. Not we're fan mail. Damn fans oh in this thing. This is okay. a, this is not fans, whatever. Um, <laughs> listener I like emails. Getting, I like getting yeah emails from listeners because that, and that's what a lot, a lot of times what drives this show and the directions we go, right? People suggest stuff. Yeah. Uh, people, hey, you know, talk to this person or whatever, stuff like that, right? Uh, and people sometimes email us and I go, hey, you want to talk about, why don't you come on and we'll have a chat, right? And that's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, this gentleman named Jim just reached out and said, hey, you know, listen to the show and uh, you know, I got some stories and stuff that's happened to me and I'm like, well, let's talk about it, right? So Jim, bud, you're on the, you're on the line right now. Can you still hear us? I can. Welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome here. Welcome to Ghostly Talk. And yeah, that's kind of how we, did I get it right? Did I forget anything? That's kind of how we, we became acquainted. It was on email and just started talking back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. And in, in the past, I sent you a couple of uh, you know, suggestions for people to interview. I think uh, one, you invited Joni Mahan on the show. I love her. Uh, after I had reached out. Oh, she's awesome. Love she's her. become a good friend of mine. Yeah, she's fantastic. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the main reason I, I sent uh, the latest email to you is I've been thinking a lot about stuff that's happened, and I don't have many people to share this stuff with other than Joni and maybe one sister and a friend of mine. Yeah. But the more I listen to other po paranormal podcasts and stuff, I thought, you know what, it'd be good to get my story out there because there's probably other people dealing with similar stuff that think they're going crazy, just like I did. Mm -hmm. And it might be helpful in some way. So I figured, ah, oh, what the hell, I'll put myself out there. Yeah, no, and that's, I mean, it's tough to do that. You know that and I know that. Um, and you're doing it for all the right reasons, obviously. Because, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they think they're going nuts. They're experiencing stuff and it bothers them. And, yeah, they're scared to talk about it with people because, yeah, you don't want to be, People don't want you don't want to be labeled or is crazy or anything like that. Um, so, the more information that gets put out there like this, I think that's a great thing, and I think it's a good thing that you're doing this, Jim. Oh, cool. Well, I hope so. You know, if it helps one or two people, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, like, you, you like we talked about this, and you kind of sent me a list here, and I guess I guess we can just like just hammer, just talk about this stuff, like this the things that have happened to you. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's totally fine. All right. So I, on the list here. And I mean, I, I want you to flesh this out, uh, but June 9th, 2009, you, specific, you specifically pulled this date. What happened on this day? That is the date that I purchased my house. Okay. And uh, shortly after that, things started happening, basically. And the funny thing is, I mean, it took me literally 10 years to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the house, or something in the house, someone kind of pulled me in because I had been looking for, for a specific type of house for a good six to eight months. And I was getting really discouraged because mm -hmm. no matter what the realtor showed me, it wasn't right. Then I found this house, which is just, you know, is built, uh, 1920. It's a typical American four square, mm -hmm. nothing special. 
they just did a, uh, they didn't renovate it, but they did a, a flip on it. So it looked nice, but it didn't have the layout I wanted. There was nothing special about it. But the day I walked in here, it's like, this is the house. I just knew it. Okay. Which is odd because it wasn't what I was looking right. for. So that, that you were pulled into this house, though, basically. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. you were drawn to this house. And, you know, I, I think it, it was you, were, you were talking about that. I, I thought about buying my house, and it was one of those. This house, I don't think it's really haunted. What do you think, Amber? I don't know. I've had, like, some weird vibes by the stairs for some reason. And I thought that was interesting that I noticed in, in Jim's notes that he had some um, sort of – I know you mentioned that you felt followed and or felt some weird energy, especially by stairs. And – Yep. Stairs in general, I think, are weird places in homes and locations because they we we it, we use a lot of energy going upstairs. And I know Scott's been interested in kind of stairway spirits. I wish I was would be working more on that to be honest with you because it was something I was really really deep into for years ago. Right. Um, and stairways especially. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And they, I and I've always felt like I, we we have a staircase. There's no door that goes down to our basement. And at night I'll go past it to to go to the bathroom. And I always for the longest time just kind of got the the creeps by it. I always felt like someone fell down those stairs. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I'm picking up on something residual and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Um, but, and I, I don't know. I don't think we have anything negative here, but I, sometimes I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I, and I think there's stuff everywhere, but it, yeah. when you, so you're, you're, so you're drawn to this house, you, you move in. How soon did things start to happen that where you, you became uncomfortable in your new home? Well, it took, uh, it wasn't until uh, 26, no, no, actually 2012, that was the, the first time something big happened okay. that actually freaked me out and freaked out my dogs. Um, there was lots of stuff prior. Uh, you're sitting in the living room reading, and there's a loud crash upstairs. Like, And this this started as soon as I moved in and I've experienced this in just about every place I've ever lived. And I figured, okay, one of my, you know, the moving boxes stacked up up there fell over and I go up and everything's totally fine. Hmm. And, you know, nap, knockings, wrappings, stuff like that. Right. And you said nothing major happened until like 2012, but yeah, there was just a lot of, like you heard crashings in the basement, for example, that's what I have listed here. Mm -hmm. Um, your dogs would not want to go in the basement until the, well, wait, hang on. Yeah. Oh, well, you'd hear a crashing and they wouldn't want to come in the basement until the next day. That's what, that's what. No, it, yeah. That was, that was the first uh, big thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was a crash down there and my dogs, they're idiots. It's like, <laughs> Oh, basement, you know, you're doing laundry. They just loved going down there and sniffing around the old basement. <laughs> yeah. And I went down and as soon as I hit the landing, the hair, Back of my neck, chills down the, my um, spine. A, a serious feeling of fear and dread. And I'm like, WTF. Yeah. I'm like, come right. on, guys. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on downstairs with me. And they just stood there at the doorway and looked at me. Not even wagging their tails. And one of them even backed up like, yeah, I'm out. So I forced myself to go down there. Like, this is my house, you know puff up my chest and I go down there. Yeah. Man, I never wanted to turn around and run up steps so fast in my life. And I still do that. But, to this day. I still do that to this day. Um, 
we talk about stairs some more, right? Um, and I still do this. I'm, you know, I'm a 45 year old man, and I don't know why I do this to myself. And it's the mind working, right? Uh, but for example, mm-hmm. like, like I'll be coming, like, you know, in the morning or something like that. I'll go down to the, the basement here and uh, and do something, and I'll be. I think we got like 12 steps to going up to you know from the basement to the you know the upper level of the house here, and um, I'll do about four or five steps regular regular pace. And then something in my brain clicks and says, danger, danger, Will Robinson. And I fly up the rest of the stairs See, like an idiot. I swear, I I'm telling you, there's like some kind of residual something left on that stairs. If you get that. I always freak out on the st- on, on these stairs. Yeah. But I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jim, but I just thought about that. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you went down there and you, you said you, you came right back up, though. You didn't want to be down there, right? Yeah, right. But I and it wasn't a stairway thing. It was. In the basement. Just in the basement. Yeah. And yeah, and I went I went down there and just forced myself to kinda I walked halfway into it and just like, okay, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And I just casually walked up the steps, even though I wanted to run and I felt like there was something right behind me. And a couple hours later, I'm like, Oh, let's see if it's still weird. And I went down, still felt the same thing. The dogs wouldn't go down, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna deal with this tonight. Mm-hmm. So went to bed, woke up the next morning, went down. Everything felt fine. Uh, you know, nothing felt off. The dogs were down. You know, come running down the steps, having mm-hmm. a good old time in the basement again. I'm like, well, that that was new. What do you think? So, uh, I mean, just just to get into just to get into this, you know, these ideas. I mean, what do you think happened, or what do you think maybe was there at the time? Is in your opinion? something it, it felt extremely negative okay and and who knows maybe that was you know around that time i was really starting to open up more to this stuff yeah and maybe it was because i thought about it a lot it's like well it felt scary and negative the dogs wouldn't go down there well if it was something that wasn't negative would it bother them would they have come down or was something you know just something off yeah and you know thinking back it's like well maybe that's just how i sense that kind of energy but i still lean to you know based on things that happened over, over the next few years it, it was definitely something negative or, you know, I, I believe that or it could be you know, just thinking about this you know my interpretation i guess is you know i say this a lot to people uh, the unknown to people is, you know, when you're faced with something that's, that's considered the unknown to you, that can sometimes equal death, which is always kind of a scary feeling like that. And I mean, a lot of people equate the unknown in lots of situations with the idea of death, not maybe dying necessarily, but the idea of just that idea of death, because it's kind of a negative thing. Right. And right. that's where, you know, and believe me, I'm as psychic as this mixing board I'm in front of right now. But, um, <laughs> I, I, but you know, that's, I, I hear that a lot, and I think you know that, that would sometimes put people into that when it's like a first experience like that. When you first start feeling and experiencing things like this, I think it, a lot of times it is negative for people because it's unknown and you, it's foreign to you, right? And it, and it freaks you out. Um, and again, that's just my my idea on that thing too. But I mean, negative is negative. You don't you never know what we don't know, right? So it felt right. negative to you though. Yeah, but but let me clarify something. Sure. Uh, it wasn't the first time I experienced stuff. I've been experiencing stuff, similar things, like with the crashings, the wrappings, and in, in every house, okay. I felt stuff. It never felt bad. I just like, huh, 
okay, let's be a ghost here. And <laughs> that was it. Yeah. This specific instance was the first time that it made me feel like that. And that's what, you know, leads me to believe at this point, based on my experiences, that it was something negative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this wasn't your first time, obviously. So Right. Right. But it was, it was the biggest thing, the first big thing in the house mm -hmm. compared to all the other little, you know, I, I love watching dogs stuff. and I love watching dogs and cats also because uh, you mentioned you mentioned your dogs and how they responded and I, I it's so funny because I you know, you'll watch a dog or a cat and sometimes they'll just be like our cat who just we just who just passed away recently um, she would sit on the couch and just look she always seemed to look in the same spot where she would she would turn around and have her little behind you know her back to us a lot of times and she'd just be looking up the wall like somewhere mm -hmm. and she would do that a lot like i noticed that a lot and i always i would say to amber i'm like uh i wonder what she's looking at <laughs> there's just there's something that she was focused on and maybe maybe it was just something she liked to look at that was in the room i don't know but it seemed like such a weird thing to look at like in the in the direction she was looking at too and i do believe that dogs and cats especially they have a, they have senses that we don't understand. They can sense things. Oh, yeah. They have a perception of things that are much different than ours. Their hearing is different. Um, you know, their sense of smell is way different, right? Way stronger. Um, so yeah, that don't surprise me to 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 hear that the dogs responded the way they responded. Um, and had, had that, that happened just that one time, or were they or had they did they have other issues where they didn't want to go in the basement? Uh, no, that was. Uh, it's never been a problem since them going down there, but there were a few handful of other times where it affected them. As soon as I picked up on it, I, you know, I, they're always around me in the house, but it, if it affects them, I pay more attention to it. If like, say there's a crash upstairs and they just kind of jump and kind of look into the foyer and then put their head down. It's like, okay, nothing to worry about. Yeah. But you know, if they, are uncomfortable and look scared or obviously uncomfortable that that's a signal to me that's a red flag yeah but that's only happened a handful of times okay so in so in 2012 you you had told us that you move into a new job and it's miserable and so i can only imagine that depression starts to sit sit you know sink in and do you do you think you start ex you're starting to experience these more negative hauntings in your house and, and experiences? Do you think some your mental state was kind of also to blame for that a little bit? Like you could maybe be starting to tune into this or or I, I don't know I don't know I it'd be interesting or, to see I, I'm kind of curious on your opinion on on as things start to unfurl in your <laughs> life uh, with weird stuff going on in your house but combined with a you know a crappy job. Yeah, and and I. I'm not sure if, I mean, yeah, that definitely plays into it. I think, um, you know, you are what you, or you attract what you are. Yeah, and right. I just started getting angry. I went from, you know, basically working four days a week, half the time from home. I was in sale outside sales and I really had a nice schedule. I loved my job. And then I get pulled in to be a service manager sitting at a desk and mm. also doing uh, the dispatcher job. So I basically doing two full-time jobs Ugh. and here I am going from, you know, nice, comfortable, flexible schedule to six thirty in the morning till six, seven o'clock at night yeah. and then coming home and handling email because I didn't have enough time at work to do it. 
Oh my God. And so, yeah, after three years of that, it got really old, but yeah, I just kept, you know, getting more angry and I usually deal with change. Well, if I don't like the job, I make the best of it and find a way to at least, you know, accept it. But it's like, I just kept getting more angry Mm -hmm. and whether that, you know, I was bringing stuff in or maybe it was the house also affecting me. I don't know. It could be, I mean, I definitely combination of the two. Well, yeah. And it could very well be that. Um, but I, I personally know that the same thing. I mean, I've been in those positions also career wise and, I know Amber experienced the, the ugly side of that sometimes and me just being in a bad, in a bad mood. Um, I remember very early in my career, almost 20 years ago now, um, I had a job that was just so bad that I literally started to get twitching in my eyes from the stress I was dealing with. Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's no good. Yeah, and it definitely altered. Uh, that was very mood-altering, let's just say that. Um, and, you know, there were some weird things that happened around that. I mean, I had weird things that kind of happened, you know, in my apartment or my, the condo that I bought after that. Um, I experienced a couple of strange things, just little things here and there. And I don't know. I mean, it may be that energy that you do bring into a situation. Um, I definitely believe that myself that, you know, and then if you got a house already, I mean, let's just lay this down for a minute. So you get, let's just for, for a minute, let's assume that your house, you know, there's some type of energy there already. Let's just assume that there's something there. We can, we can verify it, right? Um, and that energy, then you bring in another piece of energy. And again, I'm talking really lame in here, and this is going to sound off the wall, but you bring in your energy, which is very negative, which is very negative. I don't know if that's going to, if that creates some type of reaction, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying, Amber? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you follow me? Um, I don't, and that's just me kind of throwing, just, you know, spitballing it, <laughs> basically. But uh that that could definitely, I think, you know, having a problem with work like that, that's going to make things happen. I mean, and I mean, poltergeist phenomena like that too. I, I've 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 heard stories, and I've I've seen I've, yeah, I've seen videos of this happening where if somebody starts to like yell for like you have two people they get into an argument in a room right and they start yelling at one another and they start throwing off all this this really heavy energy all of a sudden like a pan falls somewhere just you know it just falls off the table maybe it slides off the table or something like right. that Polter, poltergeist type phenomena like that which is more reactionary than like residual type phenomena so so that was 2012 um, as far as um very okay yeah very cranky <laughs> i was gonna say i thought you were fighting with your neighbors i'm like oh no that ain't fun um oh no but no, uh, i just um i i started getting antisocial. i mean prior to that i for eight years i was uh a co-organizer for a 30s and 40s uh single singles group on meetup mm-hmm. and i mean i was gone three four nights a week and just loving it just out around people, having some beers, kicking back, yeah. uh, do, you know, and all of a sudden I didn't want to be around people. And even my neighbors, uh, I'd have a fire in the backyard and one of my neighbors came over one night, just, Oh, you got a fire. And she just walked in. I got so angry. It's like, I didn't invite you. <laughs> and I, you know, it's like, you're, you're harshing my buzz right now. And I mean, Prior to, prior to that, I mean, we got along great. I really liked her a lot. I liked having her around, but I started being that guy that unless I invite you over, stay the hell away. Right. 
you know, and yeah. that was never me. The solitude thing, I don't know about you, Jim, but over this whole COVID thing, um, at least in our position, we've spent a lot of time at home. I, I, I can work at home. Uh, so I've pretty much since the 14th of March have been working from the house here. Um, and I've been finding myself really embracing the whole solitude thing also. I mean, people come by. It's awesome. We, we, yeah, no, we had some. We, we had the some, only awesome thing about it. It is. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we had some guests over last night. But we're generally, outside, though. We're outside, yeah. Oh, and there's, all, well, there's that thing, too. But, but, I mean, I find myself a lot just sitting on the porch by myself. And I don't want mm-hmm. to talk to anybody. I just want to sit there and think or listen to some music and just have a beer and relax, right? Um, and I don't want to have to have a uh, conversation with people. I, I guess that's, mm-hmm. what, that's my issue I have. And that's why I think I, just, I, I don't want to talk. I just want to sit here, <laughs> you know? Uh, right. And I've had the same thing happen where, you know, people have, hey, what are you doing? Uh, nothing, just leave me alone, you know? And that's not like me either. I tend to like to like to visit and chat, but I find myself, especially over this, you know, this whole thing this year, uh, becoming a bit more, I don't think in a bad way, but becoming a bit more antisocial also myself. What's that, Amber? Well, right. with, I'm, I'm looking at, at Jim's notes here, too, and I'm seeing this this connection with his mental state and what's going on in the house. And as his anger is kind of ramping up and he's getting more frustrated, yeah. he's noticing activity increase in the home. And... During this whole time, you're experiencing like a lot of these typical things in hauntings, the rappings, knockings, phantom crashes, sounds, um, unexplainable negative feelings out of the blue. Have, have, were, were you seeing anything physically during this time or did this start to happen more in, in, in our notes? I'm looking at the 2016-17 where you start yeah. to see like shadowy figures. Was that always there or did this start to ramp up with – with kind of like your noticeably, noticeably different, you know, behavior with, with everything? Well, uh, that all started as best I can remember around 2016, but it's also connected to me helping somebody that uh, got pulled back into doing paranormal investigations okay. and dealing with darker stuff uh-huh. and then helping him. That's when in 2016... I guess I got on something's radar, basically. Okay. Several times over the next year or two by helping this guy. Were you and going that's on? When were... things really started getting worse, uh, seeing shadow figures. Okay. Um, well, you know, out of the corner of my eye, waking up in the middle of the night and just seeing like a. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. Shadow spiders, they call them. Yeah. It almost what? looks like a big blob that with a lot of like tentacles just kind of slowly moving around and just weird shadowy stuff, mostly out of my peripheral, but at night I I could see it straight on in a dark room. Yeah. No, I don't want to wake up. A shadow spider. No. (laughs) If you think about how many people hate spiders and then like they wake up and start seeing that. No. Oh goodness. (laughs) Well, and it's, I think it's a loose term because it doesn't really look like a spider. Yeah. It's just, it's like, you know, a blob with a bunch of legs. Yeah. Or not even like it's it's just shadowy. There's no real definition to it at all. Well, and there's a lot of like in, in that realm of shadow creatures, like did did I read that you saw like hat men? 
Oh yeah. 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 And that's, times. that's a whole thing with, I know Heidi Hollis has been on the show before and she has done a lot of research into this phenomenon. And, uh, I have Rosemary Ellen Guiley back in the day. I think yeah. she did a lot oh, with yeah. shadow creatures. Um, so they're there, they exist and, and, and people see them. And like you said, especially out of your peripheral vision, um, but yeah, no. Okay. Anyway, can continue yeah. on. And, <laughs> no, but Heidi Hollis, Heidi Hollis. That's you know on her website, she has different types of shadows. Yeah. And I was looking. I'm like, holy crap! I've seen half of these, hmm. and I didn't even know they were a thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, evidently they are. Well, and that that's okay. So like, you you wanted to hop on the show here and to share your experiences. And and that's where when you start exploring and other people share their experiences and their research, and then you can kind of look at that stuff and go, oh, I'm not crazy. Like other people yeah. see that stuff too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a nice confirmation. Well and, then, well, and doing that too, you know, I started listening to podcasts mm-hmm. around this time, 2016. And I started with um, Patrick Keller. Yep. Uh, Big Science. Big Science. That was the first yeah. one. And he had interviewed Joni. And, oh, my God, it's like everything she said. I think she was talking about uh, her book, Ghost Magnet. Yeah. And everything she said I could relate to. So I started being basically a podcast stalker. Hey, <laughs> let's see if there's more. And just hearing all the different – because everybody that interviews the same person, don't they don't ask the same question. Right. So you're, I found I was always picking up useful information that I could go dig into and, you know, learn more about Mm -hmm. Uh, my my big thing was this is my friggin' house if i want you here you could be here if i don't you got to get the hell out yep and so i didn't want you know i was trying to figure out how to stop this stuff well and i think a lot of people that's what the uh, we've i've heard that story from people um who have simply done that they said okay look whoever's here whatever you're doing this is my house. You got you got to cut this out. All right. And sometimes the activity stops. I've heard that, but some, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> it's just yeah. there's, there's, It's not an exact. Sometimes you time. just yeah. Or if it, if you got just a cranky ghost there, which I've had several, <laughs> and I think at least one or two are connected to the house. And I'll, I'll, I could talk about that later. Something I just found out, you know, back in July when digging into the house a little bit, but. Um, there was at least one cranky old man here that was just, he mm. had it out for me. Hmm. And no matter what I did or, hey, it's like, dude, this is my house, stuff would get worse. And it's like, seriously? <laughs> now you're just pissing me off. <laughs> but but that that's all, you know, in the last several months, I'd say six to eight months, things have quieted down immensely. But I I get random ghosts in here uh, every week or two for a brief period of time, then they're gone. I don't know if I'm bringing them in, if there's right. an open portal or what. Well, I was going to ask, and you, I, you mentioned a second ago, uh, maybe doing some research on the house itself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done any deep diving on that to see what may have happened in that house previously? I had always thought to do it. But then the thought of going, especially with you know my work schedule, um, I, for two years I was the last couple of years I was working a retail schedule. So when I had time off, I didn't want to be sitting down at public records digging into stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then the COVID's hit, and 
you know, I just, I'll, I'll stick to whatever I can find online, which really isn't much. Yeah. I just got lucky this one time. Well, maybe one of those things too, where you deep dive into that. I can understand that you deep dive into that and you start getting some confirmation on things to a certain degree. Like, right. Oh, some, you know, I don't think anybody would want to look at the recent, like do like deep research on their house and find out that somebody was murdered in their house or something like that. For example, if I, if I found that out about the house we have, um, that would creep me out a bit. That would I mean, yeah, be like, oh, man, weirdo. Like, like somebody got murdered, like where I sleep at now. This yeah. is weird. That's just a weird feeling, I think. Yeah. See, for me at, at this point, uh, there's very little that would phase me. That wouldn't bother me. <laughs> some if, people, if, it if doesn't. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, at this point, it'd be like, oh, so maybe this is connected to this. It might add some validation or. Uh, like the digging I did, I, I just happened to find something. This is what I do. I did, uh, oh, yeah, a simple search on Google, my address, and then obituary. And I pulled up something from the 1940s, um, uh, 40s census. Yeah. Where there were, I think it was two families that lived here a couple and then another couple and their brother okay and two of the, two of the guys names the first name was clarence well back in 2016 ish whenever all this stuff was happening uh, a friend of mine internet friend of mine that uh we've he's he's helped out he's had some some talents and stuff and he can uh sort of feel energy mm -hmm. he astral it's not actually astral projecting, but it's similar. But he can come over here. He can't see my house or anything, but he could see the energy in it. And he said, yeah, I'm picking up on this old guy. His name's you know, something like Carl. Oh. And um, uh, Joni is really good. She's a medium, and she's really good at um, picking up energy in pictures. And a few pictures that I had in the house, specifically one corner in my bedroom, where stuff seemed to be happening the most or the energy being felt the most. Yeah. She was, she was picking up on somebody named Carl, an old man and another friend. And none, none of these guys spoke to each other. I didn't share any of the information. I got three people coming up with the name, something like Carl. Hmm. Well, then I find this Clarence thing and I'm like, Oh, just for giggles, you know, nicknames for Clarence. Cal comes up. C-A-L. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, huh. It's pretty close. One letter off. Yep. Yeah, pretty close. But then when that happened that weekend, I found that, and I was coming up from the basement. Uh, I was getting ready to do some painting upstairs, up in my second floor of the bathroom. I went down the basement to get something. And as I'm coming up the steps, I get slapped in the back by a uh, cord from a Dremel that's hanging on the wall. And I'm almost at the top step, so I'm already past it. I feel something hit my back. I turn around to catch the cord swinging back to the wall. Mm. Well, for one, I was at least two feet away from it going up the steps, but I thought, oh, I got something in my pocket. It snagged it. No, I got, I got nothing. Weird. And then, yeah, wrappings and other stuff started happening. Um, I was going up the steps, and I clearly in my peripheral vision saw a shadow at the top of the steps but it's, you know as soon as i look at it it's gone mm -hmm. right 
Did you but acknowledge? Then I just did you chuckling, uh, thinking I pissed something? I, I pissed off Cal <laughs> digging into him. Well, that's what I wondered. Did you, when you learned that name and saw that from the forties, nineteen forty census, did you come home at any point and acknowledge it and be like, Clarence, are you here? <laughs> did you say anything out loud? No, I was actually sitting at my dining room table when I found oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know if I did. It, that would not be unusual for me because <laughs> whenever there's something that's really pestering me or I feel is a little bit darker. Yeah. I'm that crazy guy walking around the house, you know, just flipping the bird and <laughs> I feel something over there. I just walk by, flip them off and go about my business or, dr- you know, F you yeah. kind of thing. Muttering under my breath as I walk around the house. So what? Are, what? Are, so you're, you've you've lived in this house. You've had you've had these experiences, which a lot of people out there listening have probably had little things like this happen in their house. Just just enough not to maybe drive them crazy, but to freak them out at weird moments or make them feel uncomfortable and uneasy at times in their own home, which sucks. So what if mm-hmm. when you hooked up with your paranormal investigator friend? Um, what sort of, and, and then talking to Joni and listening to these podcasts and what type of information have you learned or any techniques that have helped you kind of cope with this or even send the negative energy on? Oh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Uh, stuff some, some worked, some didn't. Right. Can I, can I paint a picture of the whole 2016 yeah. episode? Yeah, sure. Just the, the, yeah, I think some more detail might help. Okay. So anyway, this guy, he's a hes a, a gear reviewer. He told me he, he doesn't care if I share his name. His name's Chris Tanner. He lives in Ohio. Okay. And uh, he's he's been doing YouTube channel gear reviews on camping stuff for more than several years. But 15 years ago or so, he was, you know, uh, a paranormal investigator. And he got out of it because a number of reasons most of it was stuff would come after him and he's just like you know what this isn't worth it and so he got away from it well he found himself getting pulled back in and you know people would call him or people that he knew would have friends that are going through something and they'd hit him up for advice and he would just throw himself into it well there's this case he was working on and i thought it was BS at first, you know, it's like, oh yeah, he's just imagining things. But it, he claimed that it had something to do with, um, oh, what do they call it? Satanic ritual abuse. Okay. Uh, between, on involving this girl that he was like, he met one time and was totally infatuated with. And over time he come to make all these connections. So anyway, he, uh, one of the things that he found was really helpful with the dark stuff. And I can't, I can't advocate this enough. A properly blessed St. Benedict's medal. And that's a medal that are, that are used in exorcisms. Okay. And, but they have to be blessed with the blessing of exorcism. Well, it's hard finding a priest to do that. Most Catholic churches or Episcopal or whatever, that do blessings, they have a general blessing. And so he had a specific priest that he went to to get that. And I found um, Father uh, James, or Bishop James Long, who I come to find out was on some 
paranormal shows as yeah. well. So I reached out to him through Facebook Messenger and just says, hey, uh, would you be willing to bless a batch of medals? You know, I'd be more than happy to, you know, give you a donation for your uh, poor box, whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure, send them. So uh, I had him as a, a supplier of metal, blessed metals. Well, Chris lost his, his uh, priest. So he had mentioned that on a Facebook post. So I IM'd him and said, hey, dude, I can get him blessed for you. Found, from that point until three weeks later when I made the connection, I was having all kinds of problems here. Seeing a lot of shadows, yeah. movement. Um, the house was dark. I have a lot of windows. The sun comes in all day long from three different areas of the house. Even with that, it felt dark. You walk in a room, it's sunny. I'm turning lights on because it's just everything was so dark and oppressive. And then I started getting, feeling anxious all the time, feeling, uh, getting depressed, which I've never, I've never had depression issues. Yeah. And yeah, like three weeks. Oh, and then um, it turned out I got an attachment. And the, the way I figured that out is I ha suddenly had enormous back pain in one spot of my back. I didn't do anything to cause it. Nothing worked to get rid of it. And it was, yeah, went to the doctors, couldn't find a cause for it. Just never thought anything about it until I saw a post from him mentioning that two people that were helping him in, in the same kind of way that I was ended up with this back pain and it's an attachment thing. So one morning, I, the morning after I read this, I'm walking down the steps and it's like a light bulb went off. I'm like, holy crap. I wonder if it's the same. And I went back and looked at our IMs, the history. And the day that I told him I can help him is the day that it started. That's wild and, and interesting yeah. to think about how many people all around the world walk around with back pain. That is like one of the most common ailments of people. And what if it was attachments? What's that movie? Well, they, what's that movie? That, they heard... live where they see. I just heard mm -hmm. about this. Yeah, where like all of a sudden with someone the glasses. Yeah, the glasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you see like things that are actually there. So I put on these yeah. magic glasses, and all of a sudden you see these things like riding on people's backs, like and like oh, and then they're all like, I got back pain. I got back pain right now. I always have back pain. Damn it, I got an attachment. You have an attachment. <laughs> I've heard that I a hope lot. not. No, I, that yeah. is, but that's creepy. It's a it's a common side yeah, effect. It, it seems like. Go ahead. Well, and it's not just regular back pain, like you know, lower back uh -huh. or. You know, it's your neck. It, it's in like a weird spot in your back where you, it would be really, you'd have to do something really bizarre to hurt yourself there. Okay. Or there's no real joint. It wasn't like joint pain. Yeah. It was just a spot and there's no knot there. There's like no logical reason for it. And take as much ibuprofen as you want. It's not going to touch it. So now you've gotten these medals from Bishop James Long and, and you've discovered that that potentially you got this attachment, you know, from the moment you started helping out your buddy. So, you know, what did you do after that? All right. Um, so to answer your earlier question about, you know, what I did to 
Yeah. What, oh, what yeah. did I find that worked? Yeah. For me? Yeah. Well, the metal for one, that was a big thing. I started wearing this thing all the time and I was raised Catholic. I think that's why it works for me, yeah. even though I'm not practicing. I, I don't care about religion when, uh, I mean, I just don't care. Right. I, I, uh, it's not like I'm a devout Catholic or anything, but something about this metal, it works. Yeah. And a couple of weeks after I had uh, started wearing it, uh, or immediately after, you know, I started wearing it for that reason, it would ease up whatever pain. As long as I had the metal on, it wasn't as bad. It was still there, but not as bad. And one day I was down there just running the vacuum and I hear in the back of my head, plain as day, take the metal off. Hmm. And I literally like vacuum still running, but I stop and I'm like, what the hell? And I go back to it and I hear it again and I stop and I'm like, okay, that wasn't me. And then it said it the third time. And I just, at that point, I'm like, oh, hell no. I just <laughs> chuckled. I'm like, I just started chuckling. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then I just, what about my business? And it didn't happen after that. But I mean, it was a very distinctive voice in the back of my head. And it was pretty deep. You know, it, it, it had a, a certain tone and feel to it. It wasn't good. I've had, has it ever happened to you, Amber, where you just heard a voice randomly out of nowhere? Uh, yeah. It's happened to me. I guess I've had that where, it, yeah, I, when weird stuff like that happens, too, it's not like I flip open a notebook and start taking a note, you know, captain's log, and, and write it down. So it's just a weird moment that kind of comes and goes. But, yeah, I guess I've had sudden random Nothing negative, though, that stays with me or that I remember. I've had a lot of times it's happened to me, Jim, what you're talking about. Um, nothing like nothing like a sentence. It's always just one word, and it's usually my name. Like, I'll be just working. Uh, like I, it's happened to me a hand, handful of times uh, working on my laptop in my, in my office, and all of a sudden I'll just hear Scott, like really, like a lot of staccato on it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it, it it's... It jars me to the point where I, I go looking around like, okay, who's here? I, I thought maybe. What are you different. doing when you hear that? I'm working. Usually. Oh, you're just working. I'm okay. just in my zone and I'm just, you know, just doing my work. And that ha- that's happened to me before too. But this was something very clear you said, and this was a sentence that was said to you too, correct? Yeah, just those three words. Take off the metal. Four words. Four words. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I had to count on my fingers. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a genius. I take my shoes off usually. To, so I, I know what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, that that's really weird. Now, I guess let's – let's. Th- that was 2016 we're talking about, right? I'm just wanting to make right. sure I got that's this straight. That's when things started progressing to the point where I had to get somebody involved. Yeah. Um, so I guess the question is, because I'm just kind of going through the timeline here, because we've kind of jumped around. Um, that was 2016. You've got, you got help. You got a, I, I read here too, that you, at one point you had somebody move in. That was 2019 though. Do we want to go that far ahead right now? Or is, is there, is there other stuff to talk about in between that? Oh yeah. Yeah, there is. And in fact, having to do with how I ended up getting, getting in touch with Joni and, uh, eventually, uh, Michael Robichaud, who, uh, is a shaman up in Northern Virginia okay. that routinely helps, helps people with this kind of stuff. All right. And she's the one that put, put me in touch with him. 
But yeah, after the, you know, take the metal off thing, you know, the things just, my mood was getting worse. You know, I'm still listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm saging the house, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying even holy water. And some things would quiet things down a little bit, um, but never make it go away. And I was getting to the point where I was really fear, feeling like seriously depressed. And I mean, I would just wake up in the morning, Saturday morning and sit at the table drinking coffee and for hours, not do anything. Just like, oh, why bother? You know, I can cut the grass tomorrow. I just didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to leave the house. It was sleeping a lot, napping and basically just useless. And um, after listening to so many different podcasts, I, I said, you know what? I'm just going to send Joni an email. Maybe she has some, she might be able to tell me who to get in touch with or something like that. And that was in uh, April, the end of the April, 2018. Okay. And um, within two hours of me sending her a lengthy email, she got back to me, which you know, we talk about it now and joke about it. She doesn't do that. Hmm. She gets so many emails from fans and stuff like that, but something just pulled at her to respond to me. And we sent one or, one or two more emails back and forth. She mentioned Michael. Um, she got in contact with him and then told me, yeah, just here, I am him. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. About a week, about a week later, he, he and his spirit guides came through. Um, he, astral projects as well so he didn't have to leave the the comfort of his of his house but uh his spirit guides came through and got rid of the attachment if i remember the i am correctly or the instant message correctly when i asked him what he found i had an attachment and there were a couple other dark energies here like lower level when he'll say lower level spirit that is basically lower level demonic shit. Okay. And when I woke up the next morning, I mean, the energy in this place was totally different. The house was brighter. I didn't have the the pain in my back. It was gone that quick. Really? Um, Yep. Yep. And, oh, another thing that I share in common with Joni is the ear ringing. When something's around my ears ring. Okay. And yeah, but with her, she can tune into it to find where they are in the room. Me, I just hear them. I can turn my head all day long and I I still couldn't tell you Mm. where they're at, but I can pick up on when there's a ghost here. Like I'll be watching TV and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, there's there a lady and a, a guy standing in my dining room. I had a mental picture of them. I couldn't see them, but I mean, I felt it as strongly as if I was looking right at him. Yeah. So the I didn't bother me. I just went yeah. like, Hey, what's up guys. And went back to what I was doing. I think, I think that's what a lot of people that they just start to live with these things like that. Uh, and I mean, as long as they're not disturbing, I guess, um, yeah. some of the stuff you're talking about, I mean, that, that was disruptive. Um, but that when was, it's affecting your mental state, well, yeah, that's it's, a different just, it's situation. disrupting your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people, a lot of people learn to live with that, but, but the house now at this point, you know, it, 
it's starting to get better now because you're yes. So yes, um, it, it has for like I said at least six months. And, and to to Amber's point earlier about like oh I don't write in a journal, I actually started tried doing that, but I'm so inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. You know that it's like I wish I would have written oh, no. more of this stuff down. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so six to eight months ago is my best guess. And I actually, uh, I sent, I stay in touch with Michael a lot. We've become friends as well. And I just, you know, suit, once once a week or two, just reach out to him, see how he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot. I said, but things have been really quiet here for a long time. And he's been through here to clear stuff out multiple times. Yeah. From that first time in 2018, that was in the first week of May 2018 until last time was probably last November. Um, and he said that, uh, yeah, I think the reason it's quieter, one, his guides routinely check in on me. And two, I've raised my vibration to the point where I keep the stuff away, which made total sense. Because okay. when I look back, then it's like, I just started, you know, changing my thinking and looking for the positive, being grateful, all that stuff. And I don't get angry anymore. I don't get mad at stupid things. So we're coming, and, we're kind of coming full circle on this thing now. That's that that's interesting. Um, yeah. I, now I still get ghosts in here. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, it's nothing negative. It's just like, oh yeah, well they're just passing through, whatever. Well, and then I think we I think we forgot to mention this because I'm looking at her notes. And during the 2016-17, where things were kind of like getting bad, you had an energy burst that you felt came out oh, of your yeah, solar yeah. plexus yep. and, and almost like a weapon. Describe what happened in that moment. I have not been able to duplicate that since. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it. I, that was shortly after the, the, the basement incident. With the two dogs. Yeah, okay. And I had the same two dogs here. I was standing in the dining room with my back to the living room, basically facing the front of the house, folding laundry. And the dogs are under the table because, hey, best game ever. Let's fold sheets and <laughs> get underneath them. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I mean, just that quick, the same feeling I felt in the basement, it just, I, I literally felt it like zoom up to me and it was standing directly behind me. And I stop and look at the dogs and both of them are frozen and their eyes are real wide and they're just staring up at me. I'm like, okay, they feel it too. And I got pissed. It's like, you don't mess with my pets. My pets are my family. I'm an old single guy. That's all I got here. (laughs) And I just turned around and just like this, it was like a huge anger but it was bright. I mean, I, I remember seeing it just like came up from like solar plexus belly. And I just threw my hands out and said, get that out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just blasted it. And that quick, it was gone. And I just stood there like, what just happened? It, I mean, it, it blew my mind, but it, I have no doubt that, you know, I did something. But I don't know how I did it. There was exactly. no thought behind it. I was mad because of my dog. 
Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we have these these protective mechanisms built into us that, of course, we don't know how to use, and they come out at that moment, like the mom who can lift a car off of her kid, like yeah. these superhuman mm-hmm. moments, and then we're like, "How oh, the hell did we do that? I yeah. want to do it again," and you can't because uh, you're think it's got to yeah. be a total random, just not you're not consciously well, thinking fighter, about it's a fight it. Or flight response yeah, exactly, too. and then is. boom, yeah. you know, you you can, you yeah. know, I want, I'm waiting for laser beams to come out of my eyes or something like that, like just something cool. <laughs> but yeah, you can't you can't replicate it. It just it just happens. Uh, so you've you've had this experience, you've learned from it. I like the fact that you told us in in their notes that changing your per, you know your perception, your thoughts, uh, improving your focus, how this your mindset starts to change everything around you to a certain degree. Like you said, you still have ghosts, things that show up, and, and probably you're kind of a beacon. I think some people are beacons for this stuff. I, like, I've been I've been told that by more than several yeah. sensitives and mediums that that's. And uh, Michael Terzi, uh, oh, I think yeah. you guys interviewed him. Yeah, yeah I, I had a reading done by him when I was on furlough during the uh, the beginning of the COVID. Yeah. And I said, well, what the hell? And he was spot on with a lot of stuff. I mean, that guy, if you haven't had one done and you can do it, I highly recommend it. He was spot on with everything. He um, even mentioned, he's like, I keep getting, who's LT, Lieutenant, who's LT? And I just started laughing. I'm like, LT, that's little turd. It's my cat. Oh. That, that I never wanted. And he just started laughing. He's like, seriously. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's LT. He's like, well, LT's been with you a long time. And, you know, through other um, uh, existences. Yeah. And, which made perfect sense because this little eight-pound skinny cat is a huge protector here and even outside. I mean, I I live in the city. There's a ton of feral cats. In the three years I've had her, she's an outdoor cat. She has never gotten, once gotten in a fight or had any, you know, scrapes or scratches, bites. Yeah. All she does is sit there and look at the other cats and they (laughs) cross the street. Yeah. So (laughs) it's like, oh yeah, well, that kind of fits. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, um, what did you ask me? <laughs> we were talking about, I, I guess we were kind of going into like how you've learned to cope with this and deal with it. And that, yeah, you're like, you're a beacon for it, obviously. But okay. I, I didn't even like finish like here. So here's my, and here's my last question, I guess, is what advice after going through all of this, learning this, gaining this experience, what advice would you give to people now if they came to you and said, oh my gosh, we're experiencing this weird stuff in, in our house. I mean, what were, what would be like the, yeah. the, you know, the things that you would tell people? Uh, education. Yeah. Educate yourself. You're more powerful than you think you are. Yeah. You know, these things are, I, I, the thing that I learned the most, they're bullies. Right. And I, I got bullied up until eighth grade, <laughs> until I got enough sense to fight back. And it's like, oh, if you fight back, they leave you alone. Yep. Same thing with anything dark or, you know, anything that's pestering you that nine out of 10 times, if it's, whether it's a nasty ghost, just an angry, nasty person that died and they're the same way, you know, as a ghost or it's something dark, don't give in to the fear mm. because that's what they want. The anger and the fear is what they feed off of. 
you know, I truly believe that. I think and that makes things worse. Assuming also that, and I think that I believe this now that consciousness carries over when, you know, you physically die in this realm, consciousness carries over into wherever you go. Right. Yep. Um, I believe that. So, I mean, at risk of sign really crass. If you were an asshole here and you, you stayed an asshole to the end of your life, you're going to take that with you into where you go. Right. So, right. I, I think, Unless you cross over. Once you cross over, yeah. that all, you know. That yeah, all but if you were a bully, but, if you were a bully and you had that attitude, you know, going into that, and yeah, you're stuck. Now you're, yeah, unless you cross over, you're right. Um, you're, it's going to be the same attitude. You're, you're, they're both, you're right. And that's what I, that made me think about that is, yeah, well, this person was obviously a bully and a, and a jerk in their physical life. And now they're stuck doing this and they're frustrated and they don't, they don't, probably don't understand. Um, so they, they fall back in what they really know and that's to bully and be mean and right. disrupt people. Right. So, I mean, they're, that's one thing I believe too, is just these spirits they they were people. They're just like us. I think they have emotions and they have feelings and they have frustrations obviously. Right. So yep. yeah, that, that, that whole thing makes sense to me. Yeah. And, and once I realized that, it mm-hmm. literally took all the fear of this stuff away from me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was like somebody just, just like that day walking down the steps, a light bulb went off. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. It's a bully. I, and I haven't dealt, I have had a very low tolerance for bully, whether somebody else is getting bullied or whatever. I always feel, felt like I had to step in yeah. for somebody who's getting bullied, you know, kind of protective. And that, that's a, somebody that's getting bullied I have a very big soft spot for them and I want to help. So, mm-hmm. you know, once I realized that, okay, they're bullies, they're idiots, mm-hmm. no fear. Like I can handle this now. Yeah. So, uh, to answer what have, what have I done? Like I told you about the, the metal, uh, Joni had put me in touch with Michael Robichaud and he's a shaman and he, um, he has helped me with a few things where, he would make suggestions as far as, you know, putting a spiritual barrier around your house with instructions how to do that. Um, usually do that after he comes through and clears it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Some other things I found, just I would just research and listen to podcasts. And if I got a pull towards something, I would look into it. And one of the things I got a strong pull for is um, hoodoo. Yeah. And only for protection. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I, it's funny. I got a little cabinet with every um, herb that I could get my hands on known for protection, keeping negative away, stuff like that in there. And I can't remember the last time I needed to use it, but I used to make all kinds of stuff for like uncrossing bath. Yeah. Do, do things like that. And I would just see what worked. And whatever worked, you know, just throw it on the wall, see what sticks, mm. and go with that. And and that might be something that might work for some people. Look into that stuff. Um, you may get a pull to use something different than I did. You know, it's just like when you once you get rid of that fear and you're looking to be proactively help yourself rather than rely on somebody that you have to call every time something scares you. Yeah, it it empowers you. And by doing, you know, once you start realizing I can do this, you'll yeah. start to be able to do it. Now, I, I disclaimer, 
there are times where it's like, yeah, I've been working at this for a week and I just can't make it go away. Then I get in touch with Michael. But before I do, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stand there and go like, seriously, you know, I know people, right? <laughs> you could stay, you could stay here and mess with me or you could go now. I suggest you go now. <laughs> and some, sometimes that actually worked. Yeah. But if it doesn't, you know, I'll get Michael involved. And he'll, he usually adds validation. Yeah, there was something here, and he'll give me some details on it, and it's exactly what I was feeling without telling him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a skill set thing, I guess. And that, that I, I, I was thinking about it. It's like, like the equivalent for me like of plumbing. Like I have, a certain, I have a certain threshold with plumbing that I can do very well, and then I get to that threshold and say, okay, I have to call in somebody who actually really knows this stuff now. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's just yeah, out of my God, skill set. Above my pay grade. Yeah, it's out of my skill set. I, <laughs> I need help now. But Jim, I want to yeah. thank you so much. Um, this has been a very interesting conversation. And I know this, this is not easy to come out, you know, put yourself out there like this, like we talked about before, man. Um, this takes a lot. Of, this takes a lot of tenacity to come out and talk about stuff like this. And I, I thank you for doing that, though. Thank you. No, I thank you, you guys for taking the time just to listen. I mean, uh, like you saw in the first email I sent you, you wanted like, um, you didn't specify you wanted it in bullet points. But I wrote, once I started writing, I just vomited all these words <laughs> into the keyboard. Because it's like, I finally got somebody I can talk to about this stuff. And it's like the, the floodgates were open. Because Joni, uh, Joni and I, we talk at least weekly, if not more often. Mm -hmm. on the phone and she's the only one that I could talk to this stuff about because mm -hmm. she's experienced a lot of it. Yeah. But any, any of my friends and family, they're like, yeah, that's just weird. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't talk yeah. about that. Well, we'd love to have you come on anytime you want and talk about this stuff. If some other things happen, yeah, you got we'd love, yeah, we'd love chatting about stuff. I mean, obviously this is what we right. do. We love chatting about this stuff and you know, yeah, I mean, you got to talk about this stuff. I think you got to, and putting yourself out there, like I said, that's not easy to do. Uh, and thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. That means a lot and keep doing what you're doing, man. I've, I started listening to your podcast two years ago, and I've gotten through pretty much all the archives and stuff. Oh, I mean, wow. You guys do a great job. Yeah, well, you're one you. of my favorites. Oh, well, thank you very much. Appreciate Shucks. that. Shucks. <laughs> Ghostly Talk. <laughs>